Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is Marcello Rolando, the host of the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. I have two guests today, both very much involved in Watch Fire. That's one word, Watch Fire Music. But we're going to start off in our first segment with Julia Wade, who is the president of Watch Fire Music and Watch Fire New Media. Julia, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for, for having me on your show, Marcello. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. It's um, It's been a long time. We've been talking about talking <laughs> for, for quite a while. But I understand from people involved with Watchfire, a lot of new things are happening. So let's jump right in. I know you have a new CD. You call it uh, Julia Wade Duets. Yes? That's right. Uh, it's Julia Wade Duets. And then there are two taglines, uh, Woman to Woman. Oh, yes. Yes. Woman to Woman. And then uh, to further explain it, the, the second tagline is, Conversations with wise women in my life. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, what do you? <laughs> who? Well, first of all, who, if it's a duet, who's the other half in your duet? I'm actually singing with eight different women. Oh wow! Uh, it's a, it's a, and and we actually have a, a surprise guest artist as well, which which maybe I'll you know um, tip you off as to who that is, but. Um, basically, it's a it's a ten song CD, mm-hmm. and um, I've and, you know and it's very hard to in this industry to, to to whittle it down to just eight women because uh, we we know so many amazing artists, mm-hmm. uh, vocal artists. But but I'm really excited about this group of women. I'm doing a duet with Georgia Engel. Hmm. Hmm who is uh, not only a television star, yes. you know, her, spent her career as a, a wonderful comedian, but she's also a Broadway baby, and she's been on Broadway and and is actually in a show that is going, that is, is leading into Broadway sometime this spring. So anyway, Georgia and I talk about what it means to, well, the, the title of the song is You Don't Have to Be a Singer to Sing. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a wonderful Peter Link, uh, who is, is the CEO and creative director of Watchfire Music, is also my producer and record producer, and he's a wonderful composer and lyricist. Mm -hmm. And basically, he got Georgia and me in the same room, and we had a big, long conversation and several more phone conversations. And in, in that process, he kind of figured out what the style of the song was going to be using both of our abilities and skills as, you know, communicators. Sure. And he wrote, he wrote this out-and-out -out Broadway song. It's mm. just a wonderful, wonderful piece. And I go to Georgia to say, you know, can you give me some tips on, you know, how to be funny in my shows? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, you know, how you don't have to be a singer to sing. I'm, I'm proof of that. And, and on we go. And it's just a really... <laughs> that sounds great. And you do eight duets. I do. So I work with uh, Jenny Burton, Watch for Music Artist Jenny Burton, an amazing uh -huh. vocalist who you'll be um, talking with down the line sometime soon. Okay. And uh, it was just such a, you know, we've, we've worked we've worked with the same producer for many, many years. She's a very different artist. She's an R&B gospel singer. Mm -hmm. uh, you could classify me very much as a classical crossover, where I've come from the classical world and have moved more into to pop music, etc. So it was a really interesting thing to, to put the two of us together. Mm -hmm. And... So we actually did two duets. One is an up song, more in Jenny's world of uh, genre of music, and then a beautiful ballad that brings the two of us together in a different kind of setting. Mm. So that's been really exciting to work with her. Cynthia Clawson is a wonderful Christian star. She's won several Dove Awards and been nominated for Grammys, and, and actually she's a, a Grammy Award winner. And it, I've been a fan of hers for a couple of decades, and so it was just a complete joy to get to do a duet with her. As an inspirational singer, I've spent a lot of time singing sacred and uplifting music, so mm -hmm. to get to work with somebody who's, you know, that's who she is, uh, has been just a real privilege. Emily Bendiger is a wonderful A-list session singer in New York City. Mm -hmm. She's hired me for sessions. We've been on sessions together, and she's, uh, you've heard her on many jingles, many commercials. You would know her voice if you heard it. Mm. So we got together and talked about the process of, of the hunger of this business. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Margaret Dorn is uh, an, another, uh, you know, she's a woman who has influenced so many singers in New York City for uh, several decades. An amazing vocalist and musician herself. She's a vocal arranger. She's toured with the Man with Manhattan Transfer. She's she's sung with every pop group that you can think of. And so she's. I've, I've always called her my my soul sister and my big sister in music. She's just a, a, a monumental figure in my life and. Uh, we did a really special piece with her. Dan Horvath is a Broadway star. She was in the original cast of uh, Phantom. Hmm. Uh, she's been a, 
uh, a neighbor uh, in the same building that we lived in for many years, and we became great friends. And she's like a sister. Mm-hmm. So really to work with her. Uh, Glenn Eagleton is, for seven years, I was the soloist at a major international church uh-huh. that was out to the world um, three times a Sunday. And I did that up in Boston, traveled back and forth, and and really loved, you know, that time in my life. And Glenn Eagleton is now one of the soloists. They've split the job into two, and she's the co-soloist of this big international church. So oh. it makes total sense to, you know, work with someone who's a friend and who's, you know, going through the same um, program that I did for so long. Mm-hmm. And so we a really interesting duet about, um, you know, what is God, essentially. Yes. And and then finally, uh, a woman named Margaret Emery is actually no longer with us. And she was a long, long time sacred singer, church soloist in New York City, uh, as well as Chicago and San Francisco, uh, a classical singer. And we did we did a duet very much in the style of Natalie Cole and her father. Oh. Um, Peter Link was asked to put together uh, an album of her some of her recordings, and there's this one really beautiful sacred hymn that we just fell in love with, and in her recording of it, and Peter wrote a beautiful harmonic death camp line and so I flow all around her in this beautiful beautiful song mm. it's an interesting eclectic uh, song of, uh, album of subjects of different subjects for me the CD is, a, is a, a kind of a microcosm of womanhood friendship sisterhood celebration of I think the feminine spirit and it's joys it's challenges uh, and it's spirituality. But I like to go a little further to that than that and say that it's not just about womanhood, but it's just about, you know, what we go through in our daily life. And there's lots of good stuff in there for guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all have to make the journey. And, uh, you know, you, you get your help from many sources, and certainly men can learn a lot from women. So any conversation between women, I think men would uh, benefit from. Is it, um, because it sounds like, I mean, I was going to ask you to name some of the wise women in your life, but you've done extremely well at that without my asking. But are these duets also, are are they strictly songs, or do you have some of the uh, conversations that, that is the spoken word, if you will, when you ladies talked? Because it's well, not. Go ahead. Um, if I understand your question, uh, there's there are moments in every, I think, just about every song where we actually talk to each other. Ah, because it sounded uh, like that's what you were describing, and I, I find that not only unique but welcoming because that's that's true communication. And when the, as I don't need to tell you, when the music comes right out of the dialogue and the dialogue right out of the music, it's a beautiful thing. It's a marriage that uh, made in heaven. So, what made you come of the concept? What uh, what triggered that? Well, uh, a few years back, I did a I did an album um, whose whose title was called Solos, and it was sort of a culmination of 
my work of, of seven years of that particular type of music. But really, the, the, I, I was I was finishing up solos. I think was my tenth solo CD. Uh-huh. I've been recording and and you know performing this music for for years now, and it was just time to do something uh, in a new direction. And Peter, as my producer, and I began to talk about what we would do next. And mm-hmm. it just naturally evolved into the conversation of what we should. We work with so many wonderful people. We should do an album of duets. Yes. At first, we weren't exactly specifically thinking of just women, but when we started to make our list of, you know, folks that we would love to work with, there were just so many women uh, (laughs) that we just went, you know, this would really be interesting. This would really be fun to explore this particular, you know, avenue. And it was an amazing process of, you know, approaching folks, talking to all these very, very busy artists, we, we say that it took two years to get this project done, um, two years from the very first session, recording session, until mm. we got it out. The truth is, it's a, it was a three-year project because from, from the beginning of the concept into exploring all of these different folks and narrowing it down to, okay, it, this is going to be a, a CD about, about women, mm-hmm. and, and then it became woman to woman. And then it became, okay, we have 35 women we could sing with, you know. And then it it just became about uh, people's schedules and and, and the material and what we wanted to talk about. And because such a diverse group of women were being assembled, one of the things that that I do in life as an artist is I'm, I'm a highly curious singer. I've lived in many, many places growing up in the United States, many regions of the country, mm-hmm. and I always say that I'm kind of a, a, a patchwork quilt <laughs> of many places and things, and so this duet album reflects that in that I, I meld into very specific styles of some of these singers, so it's an interesting journey of musical style, genre, conversation, sensibility. Mm. It, you know, it's exciting, and to even to, just to hear you to tell us how this sort of came together and the time that goes involved. A lot of people who are not directly involved in the business don't necessarily have a concept of pre-production as well as post-production. Pre-production can go on for a long time. But it's always good to hear people from New York. I, I lived in New York so long and, and had people from the Phantom cast at the time who lived in the same building and... You know, uh, I just love these conversations, but I love hearing how everything starts with an idea. One day you go, what can we do next? What can we do different? What can we do that, uh, you know, it takes us to the next wherever we want to go? And with that, I tell us a little about Watchfire Music. I, I know it's, uh, uh, it's about inspirational music to brighten your life and enliven your soul. I think that's your quote that uh, Peter sent me. I love that. And it sounds like that's what woman to woman is about. But give us some of the the other uh, rippling effects of Watchfire music. Sure, uh, you're exactly right. That's our that's our byline essentially. Watchfire music is an online inspirational music store mm-hmm. as well as record label. It's also a production company. 
it's, it's actually many things, but what most people know about Watchfire Music, if you go to watchfiremusic.com, you're going to discover that we have a roster of recording artists and their CDs that cover quite a number of genres of music. We like to say that inspirational music is actually an umbrella term mm-hmm. that actually includes all the regular genres of music. You can have an inspirational country singer, you can have sure. an inspirational pop, R&B, you know, as you, as you know. And so we like to think of this term inspirational as, if you, if you, think, of, if you think of a range of from, from the very most sacred, you know, most people think of inspirational often as sacred or religious or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of music. Well, on the other end of the scale, as Pete, and I'm going to quote Peter Link, he, he always likes to say that you can somebody can wake up and write a song that says, "I woke up today and I feel really good," mm-hmm. and that too is an inspirational song. Sure, it's it's positive value. So we try to include a huge range of inspirational lyrics and music and styles all across. That, that spectrum, if you will. Um, the other side of Watchfire Music is that people will discover when they come to the site is our area of what we call DSM or digital sheet music. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we have thousands of uh, sheet music titles that has evolved very much into kind of a business-to-business division of the company in that musical directors, soloists, pianists, organists, instrumentalists come to our site looking for music for their church services, worship services, even concerts if mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, inspirational music. And we've then we have a third division called Watchfire New Media, which you mentioned. And Watchfire New Media is an area that people come to us, clients come to us to basically do for them what we've learned to do for Watchfire Music, which mm-hmm. is create uh, a compelling digital presence on the internet through the building of websites, managing, creating and managing social media platforms, helping people launch their identity or their brand on, on the web with those components, as well as even helping them with their, their email lists and, and, and how to how to put all that together and get their message out to the world. Excellent. We also do crowdfunding, if you're familiar with that Uh term. We manage crowdfunding campaigns for folks, and most of our clients have been nonprofits, sometimes individual artists, or entrepreneurial, you know, small businesses, um, things like that. And we've really, really enjoyed putting our artistic, creative sensibilities into creating a beautiful presence for these folks. Tell me, we we do have to go to break, Julia. Tell me, uh, this has been enlightening and inspirational conversation, to be sure. But before we go, could you let us know how we can buy or where we can hear? I know we've been talking about the website. And just repeat that so we're clear and we can go find the CD and uh, other music at Watchfire. homepage and we have a really fast search you can search for particular artists and composers if you you'll see on the homepage that duet is up in the news area and you can click right through it'll say julia wade 
Julia Ray Duet's Woman to Woman, and you can click through right on the homepage to the album page where people can actually listen to hmm. samples of the songs and then download or order the shippable CD. Okay. All right, then. Well, uh, this has been my conversation with Julia Wade, the president of Watchfire Music, Watchfire New Media, at www.watchfiremusic.com. It's been an absolute pleasure, Julia, and so, I'm, I'm not being facetious when I say so inspirational. This concept, of the spoken word, as well as the singing and music and lyrics of Peter Link, and this communication, woman to woman, and how all of us, Frankly, all of us can learn from that as well as enjoy and be inspired by it. So thank you, Julia, so much for being on the show. Julia Wade, we're going to take a break now. We'll be back and we're going to talk to Peter Link. Stay with us. Bye now. Bye-bye. Lily Tomlin, Gracie Allen, Carol Burnett, Lucy Wall, Tina Fey, Whoopi Goldberg. When it comes to comedy, giants all sad to say I'm just a singer. How I wish I could make them laugh. But when it comes to comic timing, guess you might say I'm just. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. The first thought you might have after watching Stephen Knight's terrific experimental film, Luck, is how did they do that and why am I coming away feeling challenged, delighted, and fascinated? Here's the setup. Ivan Locke, played by Tom Hardy, leaves his critical job, wife, and sons with no warning in order to drive from London to Birmingham to be with another woman who is having his baby. It's roughly a 90-minute drive, and Locke is the only on-screen character. No car chases, no guns, no women. Still, this is a gripping exploration of the human desire to control our destinies. Locke is an ordinary guy at the end of his world. While we are never asked to understand him, we come to identify with him completely. The burden is entirely on the talented Mr. Hardy and his car phone, a bunch of voice actors and some brilliant photography, which provides an eerie impressionistic beauty with reflections of light off windows and steel. Experimental? Oh, yes. Knight wrote the film in two and a half weeks and shot it for under two million. Every night they drove the highway in caravan, filming the entire script twice in sequence. From the results of those nights well spent, they pieced together the final print. Fascinating. Luck. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show for our second segment. We are going to be talking to Peter Link that you heard mentioned quite a bit by Julia Wade. Peter Link is the CEO and creative director of Watch Fire Music. And Peter, welcome to the show, and how are you? I'm good today. Thank you so much. Uh, yes. I know you had a little cold when I last spoke to you, but you sound great today. Oh, uh, uh, well. <laughs> good. So, Peter, we heard a lot from Julia about some really exciting things. I mean, uh, the duet CD sounds uh, woman to woman. I mean, I, I was being quite sincere when I said it's a, I think it's a, it's a unique approach. And it's moving and inspirational, which I know, again, is your byline. You know, uh, Watchfire Music is for inspiring people, and inspiring people isn't just a religious thing, but it is a, a moving thing. So 
tell us, as CEO and creative director and producer of Watchfire Music and composer, lyricist, you wear many hats. Your what's your, your latest project is called? Is anybody listening? Is anybody listening? Is a uh, clarion call to the world to mm. pay attention. Yes. This this idea came out of a series of concerts that we did and that we produced in New York called the Listening Room, the Watchfire Music Listening Room. Mm. We feel that the world is being challenged today by the fact that people don't listen to one another, that people interrupt all the time. You, you watch television, you watch this, especially the news uh, cast, everybody mm. interrupts everybody else. Uh, we're not listening to the signs of the times that are coming at us. And I think if we can, as a human race, if we can improve our, our listening skills, I think we'll find a much more graceful life up ahead of us. So we're, 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 we're talking a lot about listening and how that can influence the, the world going forward. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, in, in directing actors, I've always said, especially on camera, if you, um, because on camera, of course, you come for the close-up reaction shot, so you see whether they're listening or not. In theater, you uh, there's a little distance that might help, but uh, I tell actors the most important thing about acting is the listening. Uh, you can't respond to anything politically, theatrically, cinematically, musically, in your personal relationships, at work. You just you can't really respond if you're not listening to what's been said to you. Uh, and and I think, of course, you know, I'm very much involved. At, uh, my I started out at Peabody Conservatory of Music as an opera singer and and went on to directing in New York and all that. But when but now I do a great deal of political writing and and consulting uh, people who are running for office. And I always say to them, listen to the question <laughs> before you try to answer it. So anyway, but back to you. So the concept I know behind this, okay, is to get people to listen. But how are you presenting it? I would think it's a unique way, given your background and expertise, Peter. How are you presenting it to the public? How do you How do you engage them so they will then listen? take place over the next two or three years, actually. Wow. Watchfire Music is co-producing with a, a theater in New York called the Sheen Center for Thought and Culture. Hmm. And what's interesting about the Sheen Center is that the Sheen Center is a repurposed institution that now has put a couple of million bucks into a new theater, and they have a wonderful stage, and and they also have a, surrounding the stage very high-tech equipment to be able to do webcasting. Mm. They have a recording studio off the stage, so we can do some wonderful things with this studio in, in with this theater in terms of reaching the world. So the the two of us, the two the two production companies, will be in, especially in the next six months, producing four twenty-minute modules, video modules mm-hmm. of songs, probably four songs per per module on various subjects that we're interested in uh, talking to the world about and getting the world to think a little bit more about these ideas and, and really to listen to. L- listening, uh, I think, comes from a desire 
to communicate. And you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was a student of Sanford Meisner as, mm. as an actor back in the day, and he used to say, acting is reacting. Yes. And so what, if we're not listening to somebody, we're not reacting to, to them. We can't possibly keep the moment going forward without listening first. So this is really just a, a, a matter of us putting together a show that is both, well, let's see, how can I say this? It's, it's, it's many things. It's, it's, a, it's a live show. It's a, uh, it's a webcast. Yes. And it's a multimedia show all at the same time. I was going to say, it combines, well, obviously it combines your musical talent, but as you say, it's theatrical uh, and it's on camera and it's to, for the world because it's on a webcast, which is, how does one answer? Who is your audience? I should say, I mean, the world obviously is your audience on a webcast, but, and maybe this is a silly question, but I'm going to ask it. Who is your target audience? Are you, who are you trying to reach? because you can't please all the people all the time, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. I would say our biggest audience, and that goes for not only uh, Watchfire Music, but the Sheen Center as well, is what's called the spiritual, but not religious mm -hmm. audience. Mm -hmm. That is a, that's, that's come into the forefront of late. That audience in America is 20% of America today. And this is an audience that is, you might be a Presbyterian, but you read Eckhart Tolle, you might watch, might have watched uh, Wayne Dyer on television. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an audience of people that are seekers, and yet maybe they are people that are in religions that uh, they want, they they want more. They want to look at a spirituality or their 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 gain of spirituality in a in a different light or in a wider light. Mm -hmm. I hear you and I talk about listening uh, because you touch a core that's very... Uh, I'm Roman Catholic and I and I guess I'm religious if I'm Roman Catholic in that I believe in certain traditional things, but I also believe that being human and humane to each other is something that requires, as Julia was mentioning earlier, curiosity, always searching for... Uh, the bigger picture, uh, the broader answer, and and again, as you were saying, it starts with listening, uh, different cultures. I, I don't want to go on, but I do want to ask you, who, what kind of artists are in your cast? Do, you, do This sounds like global citizenship to me, which I happens to be a favorite phrase of mine, I think. But who, who is in your cast? Well, uh, it would start with Julia, uh, who is Watchfire Music's best-selling artist, mm -hmm. and I think she mentioned, in, if you heard her uh, interview with you before, uh, she's a classical crossover and inspirational voice. Yes. Um, 
We want to have a very mixed cast, and so we are in the process of uh, bringing back a group that I worked with for about, about 10 years back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s called the Jenny Burton Experience. Um, mm-hmm. Jenny Burton is a, another artist that I've produced for, gosh, uh, 25 years now. Mm-hmm. There's a wonderful uh, gospel and inspirational singer and R&B. She uh, had uh, two or three albums on Atlantic Records back in the 80s. She yes. was a dance music artist. And then uh, we began to work together and we, we put together the Jenny Burton Experience, which ran in New York City at one of the top clubs for seven years. Every Thursday night, we, we sold out. That was a great run that we had. And then she went on to, that group went on to be the first gospel group to ever open at Resorts International in Atlantic City. Oh, wow. That's impressive. And, uh, and so that's a group that we are actually reforming right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very excited about that project. And then we're also looking at uh, just all kinds of other people who are basically out there doing inspirational music. So we'll be, this is a huge project that actually now that, that may incorporate uh, in the future three or four hundred songs with the ability to repurpose them into different modules and create all kinds of uh, responses to world problems. We can produce benefits. Uh, if you if you are a church and you want to do a benefit for your church, we can do an online concert hmm. for you, which employs both video and using songs that fit the, the moods and feelings and directions of your church. We're going to be working with corporations, and uh, one of the one of the first modules that we're doing is about the global water crisis. Yes. Of water. And so we're dealing with a, we're, we're putting together a show called H two O, which is all about water. These are uh, basically musical approaches to the problems and solutions of. Uh, of, of the day on a given subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be uh, per- repurposing songs to create uh, the healing response to various world tragedies. We're going to be talking about the intercession of uh, science and God in the universe, the, 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 the findings of uh, quantum physics today uh, have now, on a scientific level, started to prove what our what the gurus and, and the wise people in the world in the past 5,000 years have been telling us. Exactly, so yes. Science so, and spirituality are coming together today in a very interesting way. We're going to talk about gun control. We're going to talk about healing depression. We're going to talk about terrorism hmm. on and on. <laughs> Well, you know, Peter, I and forgive me, I am listening to you. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just so exciting to hear what you're saying. It's exhilarating to hear what you're saying because it's really mind-opening and it reaches everyone who chooses to listen. I guess the music... Well, you tell me. What, what's the music going to be like? Is it different styles? Yes, it's many different styles. Uh, the Jenny Burton Experience is more of a gospel group. Uh, Julia, as I mentioned, is more of a classical crossover. I would say the, the music uh, crosses over through 20 or 30 different uh, uh, genres of music. Uh, uh-huh. We would go from country to jazz, 
But the one thing about the music is that it is the lyric, the lyrical content is strong. Uh-huh. It, my own life as a composer, uh, for, for many years I've, I've worked on writing hit songs, and uh, I, I like to call those, uh, those are usually I want you, I need you, I love you songs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And at a certain point in life I decided there just has to be something a little uh, deeper out there for me. So I, I turned to inspirational music, first of all, through the Jenny Burton experience. Uh-huh. And and that proved to be uh, very interesting. But, but again, trying to keep it, trying to write, especially lyrically, in a uh, very open format, very universal words, so that you don't get stuck into the jargon of various religions. Mm-hmm. Because it, to me... I think all religions have, uh, have have a deep search for spirituality, whatever that means to, mm-hmm. to. And, and what really separates us, in, in my own thought, is, is language, not really a diverse uh, understanding of the truth. The truth is the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and but unfortunately, we, we use language and we we split, we we uh, we turn on one another, even as religions, and and decide, well, my my religion is better than your religion. When the truth is, we're all after the same thing. Exactly, absolutely, and also language, language sometimes gets in the way because we use the same words to say very different things to each other, uh, and exactly. and again, religion. <laughs> plays a big part in that, but it's not the only culprit. But it is unfortunate that language is abused in that way. But English in particular, I, uh, we, we just don't have uh, a diversity of, of words to use. But tell us, what is next? I know you're building this. This is happening as we speak. When do you, we're in pre, pre-production? Where, where are we? through a company called Rocket Hub. Uh-huh. Uh, we start up money uh, uh, from about, we have a clan now of uh, about 95 people who gave towards us. We raised $15,000 to just get things started. Excellent. Uh, that did get things started. Uh, we are, we're writing, we're casting now this, and uh, we're just getting these ideas together. Uh, we've, just now, last week, started a, uh, a campaign to raise uh, $150,000 towards this summer's productions. Uh, what, we're, what we're looking at doing at the Sheen Center, we're looking at running a, a show, which will be a startup show, which you might, we'll see how it develops, but I, I'm thinking of it more as a, uh, a super backers audition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would be presenting these four 20-minute modules on stage with, uh, with a live cast, but also using video. And we would be not only presenting it to a, a, a local audience in New York, but also webcasting that. So that, that would be able to go out to the world. And through that, then we'll raise, hopefully, some very serious money to be able to, to develop this even, even further. So... I would say over the next five months, we'll be putting this together, we'll be going into rehearsals, we'll be shooting these four 20-minute modules and learning how to do this all at the same time because <laughs> we're working at a very cutting 
bleeding edge uh, area and uh, it's both uh, sometimes a little scary and and quite quite wondrous that the ability to reach the world is now at our fingertips and that is a, that's one of the most exciting things I've ever come upon in my career that's the inspirational thing that we can indeed reach the world and invite them to listen and to listen to the world as well I mean we with the internet and webcasts, it, we are everywhere. Tell me, how can we, you said it was Kickstart, uh, how do we, better tell us how we can get a hold and make donations and whatever. We just finished the Rocket Hub gotcha. campaign. Uh-huh. So that, that's been closed down at this point. We're going to probably put something up on our site in the next, I would say, two weeks to a month. If you're interested in following what we're doing here, the best thing to do is go on to watch Fire Music, opt in, and uh, to to the site. And what we will do is we will communicate with you. You can join our mailing list. We promise we won't inundate you with uh, emails. We send out maybe one a week, and we just we communicate with with uh, our our following. And we have a following in the world right now. I would say through both social media and through our email list of about 50,000 people who, who buy our products and follow what we're doing. So uh, join the party. Yeah. Uh, join the mailing list and you'll know all the things that we're doing and you can follow especially this new project, which is probably the biggest thing we've ever done together, which is called Is Anybody Listening? Okay, Is Anybody Listening? And uh, give us the website again. We can go and find out everything. I know it's simple, but why don't you repeat it, Peter? Okay, excellent. Peter Link, Julia Wade, it's been a fabulous conversation this afternoon on the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. And I will certainly, I want to be on your mailing list for sure, your email list, and uh, I will visit the site again. And I just wish you all the best, both of you, Jenny Burton, everybody involved with this, and I encourage people to support it. Thank you so much, Peter, for being on the show today. Thank you, Marshall. A pleasure. My pleasure. Have all the best. Bye now. Bye. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. You know, Jan, we are some kind of girlfriends. You started out on the tuba and me on the flute. Now how did we ever get here? We come from two different Brought together by chance, by the unsung, the unseen, and the great unknown. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. The sign at the Seabell Beauty Shop is broken, with a bee hanging precariously, perhaps a symbol of the lives of those who congregate there. Nonetheless, business continues. Setting a story in a beauty shop is tried and true territory. We almost expect Queen Latibah to interstate right, but this shop is located in Beirut, Lebanon, which separates caramel from the pile. It gives us an intimate look at the lives and challenges that faces women in a relatively modern corner of the Middle East, and plentiful laughter along the way. The most popular Lebanese film ever. It has garnered ample international acclaim. 
Caramel is written by a woman about women. We amble along with five likable characters facing very personal issues. Love, longing, adultery, change of life, family obligations. All challenged by societal restrictions that add spice to the mix. We would all be blessed to have such friends. They are respectful enough to observe mistakes with quiet acceptance. They are there to offer each other an embrace, a shoulder to cry on, and the necessary good humor for passing the days and padding the grief. You make caramel by heating sugar to 170 degrees until it turns into that delicious gooey substance we love on ice cream. In the film, it's used for hair removal, like waxing. Who knew? Caramel, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Find us on the web at IndieFilmMinute.com. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, The Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us in becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. You know what's wrong with the world today? It's not just banks making certain we find enough breadcrumbs to keep us following, but not enough to indict the traitors at the end of the money trail. Thanks to recession perpetrators still holding stay-out-of-jail cards, America's good guys have just won another European victory. The gap between American income extremes is wider than that in Europe. Middle-class income in developed industrial Western European countries is closer to their top 1% than we are. So what's the solution to, you know what's wrong with the world today? Not just following or even making the money, nor by becoming single-issue voters against single-payer health care. The answer is in the wind. Using our buying power make going green more profitable than black gold. Corporatism's bottom-line greed is the motivating thrill that will transplant us from oil spills to lying down in green pastures. Keeping our enemies closer than our friends is wise, because knowledge is the people power that effects reformation and a better off budget. So what's wrong with the world today? One, forgetting when we say government, we're saying us, not them. Two, paying taxes to an IRS giving bonuses to employees who don't pay taxes. Three, succumbing to stock market market high-frequency traders' devaluation of us. Four, ignoring an iceberg six times the size of Manhattan breaking off from a glacier while applauding intellectual embarrassment of four North Carolina Republicans insulting America's former educational superiority. Five, being the audience who laughs at military gaze while electing climate change ostriches. Six, paving the road from California drought to national food prices and scarcity of clean water for international conglomerates hiding behind smoked windows high above lower Manhattan. 7. Shaming our inner Good Samaritan by denying those in privatized prisons, Nestle's thirst for privatized water, and Shell Putin public finger. 8. Trending Colombia versus Colombia while banned affirmative action diminishes America by diminishing college applications from the likes of a Sonia Sotomayor. 9. Failing on Earth Day to embrace one day a year without a single consumer buying gas, fast food, prescriptions, cigarettes, and or walking or clicking our way into a bank. 10. Abandoning the real truth of the golden rule. If we allow those with the gold to make the rules, at least 
Let's remind them that we are the source of their gold. If we want accountable corporatism, responsible government, and acceptable reforms from the economic top 1% of the 1%, we have to stop buying from those who sold us out. Instead, let's question how Wall Street plans to profit next from our hunger and thirst on a raped Mother Earth. According to insiders Merrill Lynch Global and Bank of America, there is a perfect storm coming for drinking water. From the gang that helped eliminate 40% of the world's wealth comes a report that water scarcity is a pressing people and planet issue. Really? Additionally, they note, 768 million earthlings have no access to clean drinking water, and 2.5 billion are without proper sanitation. Still want a palcohol transformation of clean water into vodka or rum and coke, brothers? When corporate opponents to climate change science admit that water is neither a free nor limitless resource, they've already calculated how to reap financial rewards from scarcity. Buyers Beware of false advertising from double-crossing American crossroads, phony patriots. What if by the year 2030, the demand for water and food exceed Earth's ability to supply? Will corporatism finally stop oil wars in favor of H2O wars? While there are a number of drop-in-the-bucket public policy solutions from the impotent EPA, what about private corporatism's depletion of our food, energy, and water supply? What's wrong with the world today is, it's reaching a boiling point, and we're still listening to those fanning the flames. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.